No one thinks of the word divorce in a positive way. The big D carries so many emotions with it. But what if I told you there was something called the positive divorce movement? Don't believe me? Well, my next guest is leading the way in just that. She shares why sometimes better apart is better than together. So listen up because she has a few things to say, and maybe she can change your mind about why divorce can be positive. The Happy Even After Podcast. The Happy Even After Podcast. Divorce sucks, but it doesn't need to define you, and it doesn't need to be the end of your story. The Happy Even After Podcast. Meet your host, Renee Bauer, an award-winning divorce attorney, peacemaker, author, and founder of The D Course, an online divorce educational program. She's been doing this work for almost two decades, and she is passionate about helping all women make it out the other side. The Happy Even After Podcast. Let's jump in. Hey there, welcome to the Happy Even After Podcast. So I am here today with a new friend of mine, and I am so excited to have this conversation. So let me introduce you to Gabrielle Hartley. She is a nationally recognized divorce attorney, online mediator, and divorce strategy coach. Gabrielle is known for her unique, non-toxic approach to divorce, and she keeps 99% of her cases out of the courtroom and at the negotiating table. She also teaches divorce lawyers how to be better lawyers. Gabrielle and her work have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Post, The New York Times, and The Yoga Journal, just to name a few. And she authored the book, Better Apart, which was endorsed by Gwyneth Paltrow, which was so cool. And we know when Gwyneth was going through her own divorce, she sort of revitalized the term consciously uncoupling. So she supports the book. So welcome today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. So I am really excited to talk about this and talk about this to another professional who works in this space and really has a handle and a perspective on how do we help people get through the other side and not just drive up cost and drive towards litigation. So you have promoted this term, the positive divorce movement, and that kind of goes against everything that the (laughs) word divorce actually means. So can you explain what that is and why it's positive? Absolutely. That is such a great question. Thanks for asking. So the positive divorce movement is really to set a new tone around the global conversation about what divorce is. How many of us grew up in homes that were called broken? I know I did, right? And that's really creating a negative internal narrative for all of us. The positive divorce movement is the recognition that divorce doesn't have to be this shameful, stigmatizing experience. It's actually a launch pad to create something better, right? Because if, if your marriage was great, you would actually still be there, presumably, right? And so it is a, a conversation starter for all of us to start feeling better, no matter how the trajectory of our relationships and our life have been. And that's such a great point that you make, that term broken gets attached to divorce. And that in and of itself, you think, okay, it's broken. I'm broken. You know, I I, I failed. And it's, you know, I'm failing my kids. And you, the name of your book is Better Apart, which is, you know, really contrary to what so many people say when they talk about divorce and you hear, oh, you're better off sticking it out for the kids and divorce is bad. 
and your kids will be damaged from it. And why do you feel that sometimes someone, a couple is better apart than better together? Yeah. So some people can be better together. And I, you know, I'm definitely not like a divorce advocate, but when divorce has to happen to your point about like feeling like, oh, am I creating a broken environment for your kids? Like I am not divorced, but I grew up with divorced parents. And like my narrative is like, am I less than because my friend's parents are married? Like I carry that with me even now with all the incredible amount of work that I've done throughout my life, my career, my writing, my speaking, and speaking to like hundreds, if not thousands of other people who have traveled through this path forward. So I feel like the divorce process, the way it's navigated really makes all the difference. It's not the transitions between the households that matter. It's the conflict that's happening. And better to be apart and let your children be raised in two or at least one calm or reasonably calm environment than to have one household that's full of a lot of conflict. Now, that said, there can still be chaos in a house. It doesn't mean you have to part ways just because things aren't perfect. But if you're rising to a level where it's getting to be bad for everybody, it might be time to say goodbye. And you talk about this percentage that you can help 99% of couples mediate and get through their divorce in a different way. So let's talk about the 1% though. What are making those people not be able to mediate or negotiate? Like why are they stuck and they're the people that are going to court? Yeah. So that 1% is the percent that gets all the media attention, right? Like everything about like slay the narcissist, like all the the sort of Mm -hmm. negative stuff because those people really do need help, right? If you're dealing with a terrorist on the other side, and I don't mean someone who's bombing your house, literally, I mean someone who blows up every agreement that you make. You may not be able to settle. You also may not be able to settle if, you know, that 1%, your spouse hires somebody who has convinced your weaker spouse, right? Mm -hmm. That they need to go to court and fight about everything. So you could have a terrorist ex, you could have a terrorist ex-lawyer, you could have a combination of the two. You may also have someone who has very bad executive function. So you need to at least bring them to the table by starting a case. Just because things start in litigation does not mean they have to end there. It's a very, very small number of cases that actually go all the way to trial. And when you think about the numbers of people that there are, the numbers of people that file divorce and how few divorce judges are there, it makes sense. Like for a year and a half when I was clerking in New York City for Judge Jeffrey Sunshine, for about a year, he and I were the only judge and court attorney resolving all the cases that were coming through the entire borough. So when you think about that, just one person cannot possibly hear all the conflict. So if you're in the middle of a divorce and for your listeners, and if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, we're in litigation, there's always a way out. Always, always, always. Well, always with an asterisk, unless you have a total terrorist on the other side, in which case the court system is there for you. But even during the global pandemic, you can still either find a collaborative lawyer who can work online with you or hire an online mediator. I work with people all over the country. Renee probably does this. You probably do the same. And 
you can find your path. So I, I know that was like a long-winded yeah. answer yeah. to your question. And, and I think that so often when we go to court, because I'm a litigator, I'm a, my, my, I'm a mediator in my heart, but I'm a litigator by trade. And often the people who are taking it to court are never going to be satisfied too. And there's a judge in Connecticut where I practice who has a piece of paper and he holds it up before every trial and says, this is your full story. And then he folds it in half and says, this is what your lawyers know about your story. Then he folds it again and says, this is what your lawyer is going to try to present to us. And then he folds it to this tiny little square and says, this is what I'm actually going to hear and the information I'm going to use to make a decision. That is so, I love that. Yeah, because you're never going to be able to fully tell your story in the way that you think that it needs to be heard. And, And judges have biases and they're only, they're picking things out and, and they're looking at this, not from an emotional perspective, but really as like a business transaction. So people are never satisfied. So there's so much power in mediating because you get to make the decisions, right? Absolutely. And, and there's a piece that I put out maybe a year ago on Thrive Global called Beware the Stranger in Black Robes. And it's like mm. all the reasons the judge who I clerked for used to say, you don't want this stranger in black robes deciding your life. And nothing could be truer. They only hear a tiny little bit. What you think matters often does not have any relevancy in the eyes of the law. And even if it does, it may be downplayed significantly. Things get twisted and turned as Renee, you're more than well aware. So what is the better apart method? What can someone take from that book that you wrote and what you're out there advocating for? And it's really a mission for you because you've lived it personally and the work that you're doing is really to help people. That's right. And that's why I have this better apart blog where we can talk about wellness and co-parenting and finances, all ways to get you through your process, even if you wind up litigating. So the better apart the radically, and you can see the book over here on the radically positive way to separate is a, it's a path forward for you, regardless of how contentious your divorce may become. It's a path that you can take yourself through patience, respect, peace, Mm -hmm. clarity, and acceptance or forgiveness. And it gives you exercises through mindfulness, meditation, writing exercises, that help you sort of reframe and recalibrate the way you look at your life, the way you interact with yourself, and then the impact that you can actually have on your spouse. So I've taken sort of the whole mediation and divorce strategy a step further. Elena Brower, who is a world-renowned yoga guru and meditation expert, includes, she's the one who provides the meditations and the yoga parts of the method. But just to briefly summarize the five steps. So patience is the ability to take a step back and make space for something different. Oh, I love that. And so you can respond rather than react. Mm -hmm. Respect is about learning how to reconnect with yourself, create boundaries about the people and circumstances that aren't serving you, shelving those that maybe you don't want to toss out the window, but put on hold while you're navigating forward. Clarity is about stepping away from the blame Mm -hmm. and becoming the best visionary that you can be for yourself, right? Like, what do you want? Stop thinking about what they want. Get to your why instead of focusing on the what. 
right? Peace is about starting to recognize the neutral instead of going negative and positive, Mm -hmm. catastrophizing and marginalizing. Where's the spot of equanimity, right? And we can build forward from there. And then of course, compassion or self-forgiveness is the unfortunate truth and recognition of, you know, Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And it doesn't release you. And like once you release yourself, then, you know, you have all the opportunity, all the freedom in the world. And so I wrote Better Apart because I, I felt like people sitting before me, they needed a hand to hold when they weren't with me. And it's such a solitary experience. I wanted to provide almost like a friend for people, you know, I'm, I'm pretty expensive. Also hourly, not everybody can afford to coach or consult with me. So like you pick up the book and there's exercises right in there. Just make it a little bit more user-friendly to people. And I think often clients expect their attorneys to help them through that internal process of divorce. And I think some lawyers do it. I think the ones who are mindful and that's sort of part of that holistic approach but most don't. And many, many are going to look at this. This is the process. This is the next step. And they're removing that. So what you're providing is, is really like that best friend. That's not Mr. Google. (laughs) That's not the best place to go. That's right. And actually the second part of the book, I take those five things and I infuse them into, okay, do I want a mediation? Do I want collaborative law? Do I, what do these things mean? Do I need litigation? Right. There's all analysis finances, you know, I break down what's assets, debts, income, expenses, what do I need? What do I want? And the same thing with co-parenting. What are the things we really need to think about? I really break down the law part and the emotional part. And by the time you're through the whole book, you are really on a nice path forward. We'll be back just after this message. If you are feeling confused and overwhelmed by the divorce process, the D course can help. This video course will educate and empower you to make the best decisions for your future. Taught by an experienced divorce attorney, you will learn everything you need to move forward into your next chapter. Head on over to www.thedcourse.com for more information. You do not have to do this alone. A lot of people will think that mediation isn't for them because they don't have an agreement on everything and there's conflict, but that's not the truth at all, right? Totally not. I'm sure you see the same thing in your mediation practice. In fact, the things you need to be aware of or beware of in mediation is make sure you know before you start mediation what the boundaries are around what you will accept. Mm -hmm. So You may want to go and talk to a lawyer to find out what you could get in court. You may not. You may just decide that I don't care what the law is. You you could understand that the law is quite different everywhere in the country, right? And so you need to know what feels okay to you. Mm -hmm. You also need to know that your husband or wife may find out what the laws are. So you might as well figure them out. And then once you do that, you just go in and you, you, it's almost like create a container for yourself to make the decisions. Right. And so, you know, if you give a little bit here, maybe you'll get a little bit more there. 
and find a mediator who really has their 10,000 hours. Yeah. One who has the skill because I have been the attorney sitting at the table with a variety of mediators who come back, you come back to the second mediation session and it's like the first one never happens. And it's very frustrating because they dial the whole case back. Find someone who really pays attention, takes good notes, or their quick study, you bring them back. Let me remind you, don't be afraid to say, wait a minute, last time we said this, what happened to that agreement? So you keep the process moving forward. You can get so much done. That's such a great point because in my state anyway, you don't need any special training to hold yourself out there as a mediator. And in fact, non-lawyers can be mediators, which always is like, if you're not working in that space or you're not have a finger on what's happening in the courts, I think that that job becomes really difficult to do. And so it's so important to find someone who's qualified and experienced. And, And it's up to you to ask those questions. Where did you get your training? How long have you been doing this? You know, what style? Because mediators have such different styles too. That's a really good point. You know, a lot of it is also instinct, right? Like there may be somebody who, like I I found that like I was really good at resolving cases right out of the box. Like when I was like 29 or 30 years old, I was, Mm -hmm. it was just like, that was my natural skill set. And, you know, I used to say no case too big or too small, like Encyclopedia Brown, right? Um, So, so... (laughs) Sorry, nobody even knows what that joke is. <laughs> I do. But you, you raise a really good point about what's the style. Is this evaluative? You know, are right. we going to weigh? Is, do you want your mediator to weigh in? It's okay if you get a mediator who doesn't know the law, as long as they, know, number one, know what they don't know. Right, right. Number two, they know all the issues to address. Number three, they understand the concept of creating a agreement that is specific because as you and I both know, if you go into court with agreements to agree, husband and wife believe that they can arrive amicably at a parenting plan. No, no, no. There's nothing to enforce. It's going to take you six months to a year to see your kids. Get a plan in place. If you decide you need to change it afterward, that is absolutely fine. But get a plan in place so you have something to hang your hat on in court. Right. And in reality, check too what their agreement is because sometimes something on paper and in actual reality doesn't work. And so it's being able to notice something that might be a bump in the road and being able to say, well, what if something like this happens? How do we, how are you going to address that? If you're going to leave holidays completely out of the picture, what if there's a disagreement? How are you going to resolve it? Totally. I mean, sometimes um, I was working on an agreement with somebody. I don't, I don't even know. Are we on Monday? I don't know what day we're on right now. <laughs> Something like that. Week, um, I was working with with a couple and they kept thinking they arrived at agreement. I kept saying, well, what about this? And what about mm-hmm. that? And what about this? And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys must think I'm so negative. But the fact of the matter is you need to think things through, not to a ridiculous end. Obviously you can't anticipate everything, especially if you have very young kids. There are certain right. things that are predictable. It's not a change in circumstances when your kid turns five and goes to kindergarten. I mean, maybe it is, but like it's anticipate. You can anticipate that. So if you've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old and you're making a parenting plan based on preschool, you might as well put a a clause that says, you know, preschool parenting plan. Or if you have someone who's, your spouse works overnights, but they're not going to be third, you know, they're third shift now, or they have to work every Sunday now. 
put in, or it's quarantine now, right? right? It's quarantine. So here's our quarantine schedule. Here's the schedule that we will have when the situation, when and if the situation becomes more normative, meaning like everybody works eight to six, nine to five, whatever the new normal becomes. Are you finding that because of the current situation in the pandemic and courts are, some are still closed and they're trickling open or at a very limited capacity that more people are looking to mediate and resolve outside of court? Absolutely. I mean, they have, there's no access to court. I'm getting calls for, from so many lawyers who are trying to mediate, asking me for guidance about how to handle situations or to co-mediate with them because people are really just trying to figure it out. Meaning lawyers want to help their clients. I know sometimes it doesn't seem like that, but many lawyers really do want to help their clients. And um, if they don't have the, the training or the background, or they're so used to making everything into a fight, that could be their default. You probably realize if you're getting divorced right now, I know Renee and I both know this, at every turn, there is potential to cause a fight. Like right. so many things can blow up. As people are talking about things, to me, my brain automatically goes to, what if this, what if that? Right. Right. And so that's a really good point that you just made. Even if someone is in the middle of the divorce process and there are lawyers involved, you can still mediate. Even though you didn't start that way and you can do it with your lawyers, the couple can go to a mediator on their own and then have their lawyers check everything and, and review it all. But that's an option too. And it's probably a really good one knowing or not knowing when the courts are really going to be fully operational again and how long this is going to take. Totally. And bringing your lawyers into the process, literally into the room, I would say that if you are someone who absolutely can't stand up for themselves, that's like or when you really can't wrap your head around numbers at all, that might be appropriate. I do think sometimes lawyers cause a lot of problems because they're so used to fighting, but you might find that you need a lawyer just to have your say. Now, I don't know what you're finding, Renee, but I'm finding that mediating online is actually making some of those hard dynamics easier because I am really more able to control the conversation. So it may be that the person who's more passive takes a longer time to express what they need, but it's just a more controllable environment because there's less body language, mm-hmm. there's less triggering happening. Yeah, that's a great And we're point. able to get a lot more done, even in contentious dynamics. Yeah. You know, throwing the dirty look across the table loses a lot of impact when you're on Zoom. Right. Also, we all see the dirty look. We're all on the same page. Right. (laughs) That's a great point. So where can someone find you? How can someone work with you? Um, You talked about your blog, which has really great information out there. Where can we go to learn more about what you're doing or even work with you? Yeah. So first of all, if you want to go to gabriellehartley.com, you can grab a Survive and Thrive bundle. And that will also deliver to you the Better Apart blog weekly in your inbox where you get a piece of it and you'll be navigated over to the blog itself. The Better Apart blog is it's basically an online magazine that has articles by professionals all over the world who are talking about wellness, co-parenting, and finance. 
and how to move forward in a good way. I've got some really wonderful budget sheets, cheat sheets, and that kind of thing is there. So if you want to work with me, all of that is just right at gabriellehartley.com. If you'd like to listen to other podcasts or TV shows or anything like that, it's all on the media page. Everything should be right there. And I'm also going to create a special page just for your listeners. So I'll give you that information. All right. Fabulous. Now, I'm not letting you leave just yet though, because I have another question for you. There's definitely a listener out there who feels like they're stuck. The divorce process is scary, or maybe they're afraid of the unknown and what life looks like on the other side. What can you say to them? I would tell them to do the the VER protocol, which is visualize, internalize, and realize it's part of the clarity piece of the Better Apart process. Go ahead and order yourself a copy of Better Apart or do the six-week online masterclass, which comes with a free um, complimentary mini session with me directly. And you will be navigated forward to get your head more clear, more focused, and get you unstuck, get you out of that inner loop that is just keeping you up at night and making you feel down during the day. And there's hope, right? There is always hope. There is always hope. There is always new life. There is always something better. And you know, if you're on social media at all, I know a lot of people are very anti-social media, but there are so many incredible, positive divorce people out there. If you go you know, look in my feed or Renee's feed, you can see who we're following and who's following us. And you can get lots of great other people to get a little bit of more inspiration in your inbox across different platforms. And I, what I find really cool is that we're all over the world. We're just in little pockets. And the more and more people who really are watching, you know, The Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce versus War of the Roses, the more that's going to become normal. You will be okay. Just remember, you're so not alone. Like 50% of all people are either divorced, their parents are divorced, their best friends are divorced. And we don't need to all wear a big scarlet D on our shirts, Mm -hmm. right? Just, you're okay. I'm okay. Like it's just, this is just life. So it's time to start feeling good about yourself right now. Yeah. And and I love that. Find your tribe. You don't need everybody, but you do need somebody. So find your support system. And it can be someone like you. It can be just people that you're following in the social media world, but people who are in a positive space and aren't the ones bringing more conflict to the situation. Thank you so much, Gabrielle, for being here and chatting with us for this half hour and all of the work that you're doing trying to help people navigate a really difficult time. Your contact information will be in the show notes and everyone should grab a copy of her book. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Link up with us at MsReneeBauer.com. Remember to rate and review and share with anyone you think might find this episode helpful. You can change your story and live happy even after.